I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. Alright you guys, welcome back to another episode of the Musky Honks Podcast. I am one of your three hosts here this evening. We may have a couple of uh, late bloomers or late joiners uh, coming on here. But uh, I am Owen uh, from Big O's Bucktails. I'm going to be kind of leading the charge here tonight because our fearless leader, Ryan Reed, is uh, one of the jo- one of the people that's going to be hopefully joining us later. So first and foremost, who do we have on the line here tonight? Let's start with Nate. But uh, but how do you but but Nate Bud, <laughs> love the show. <laughs> Welcome, Nate Bud. How you doing, man? I and I know we're going to be dealing with some divided attention issues here because we also have them Stillers playing in the background. Listen, as an educator, I am a multitasker. I can make one eye do one thing and one ear do another thing, so this is no problem. All right, Who's man. And Stillers. Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Steelers. Well, I won't. I mean, just by the looks of it, I wouldn't say it's playing. But <laughs> I was gonna say, is that is that like a semi-pro <laughs> team or <laughs> you bite your tongue? And I, I hear I hear our our resident our Northwoods resident chirping in here because we know what a big Steelers fan he is, Nick Feesler. Good What's evening. up, Nick? Excited for our guest tonight. Me too, Good man. Evening. We got this is a this is a bait maker spotlight. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Nick, what's new with you, brother? Not a whole lot. Just uh you hit the tree stand up today? Yeah. Out uh it's the last week of uh Pennsylvania rifle season. Just uh spend no. some time in the woods. Any luck? No. Have you gotten any have you gotten anything this year? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's move on to our guest here tonight. <laughs> this, this is something we've been, I've really been looking forward to because I've been watching his baits online and I had an opportunity to, to, to meet him. And Ryan, Ryan and Nate got to meet him with us at the Chautauqua, what was that, the big baller event uh, a couple of weeks ago. But the, the man, the myth, the legend, Bucko Muro. <laughs> hey guys, appreciate you having me on. I'm glad glad you're able to take some time away from your shop and and uh and join us here tonight, man. I'm looking forward to this. Definitely, definitely. So tell us a little bit about yourself there, Bucko. Uh where are you from, man? Uh I live in um the Finger Lakes area in New York, uh close to Ithaca, right in between Cuga and Seneca Lake. Um so for, yeah. our, for our listeners, how how far is that from Chautauqua? It's about three hours exactly. Oh wow! Okay, so that's a hike. Yeah, it's a good hike. Hmm. They have muskies in both those lakes, or no? No, neither. Neither no, one. Of them? Neither. Neither of them. Those are all very, all trout. All trout. They're big trout fisheries. I've spent many a days fishing for trout and salmon. Uh, you guys got the, guys ass cheek to ass cheek up yet. there. No, it's not like that. It's a big lake, so it's not like the Salmon River. I would, I would never go up there and uh, 
participate in that menagerie. That's a shit show. <laughs> What's shit trout? show up there? What's trout? Yeah, once the musky bug hit, and then the trout took a back seat really quick. <laughs> so when did that happen? When when and when and how did the musky bug exactly hit? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I accidentally hooked one in a bass tournament, and didn't really think much of it. But then we started targeting them, you know, right before I started building baits in like 2019. And like the second time we went out, my buddy caught a 50 plus incher what? in the river on a little walleye swim bait. Ooh. Wow. So that'll, that was that'll, get, that'll hook you pretty quick. That's all it was, man. We saw that fish jump out of the water. We're like, what are we doing? Fishing for anything else. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. the spot. <laughs> spot burn you but is do you guys fish like the genesee river down there no we fish the susquehanna so the susquehanna down towards binghamton that area okay and we use we we usually get our pa license too so we can so we can hit up the susquehanna if it's not frozen in the winter yeah awesome yeah Hmm. yeah that's how it all started man we i started building baits shortly after that (laughs) <laughs> once I once I started buying baits and I'm like, I can make something that'll catch a fish. Yeah. So <laughs> so so what got you started there? Like, you know, do you are do you have a did you have any type of prior you know woodworking experience? Yeah. So I'm a contractor. Okay. I've been doing it for twenty plus years. So I've always been a carpenter. Always worked with wood. Yeah. I knew it was going to become pretty. You know, I knew I was going to be able to figure something out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And so did you, you base it off of what what you guys had success on, or is that just kind of like yeah? A... So like my first lure was a suic. Okay. And I threw it out in the water and was like, "What the hell do I do with this?" And pulled it once, and the tiger muskie crushed it on the surface, and I was like, "Well, that's how you do that." <laughs> Shit's easy. That's how that started. <laughs> Man, I need to I need to fish with you guys. I don't know where over I here. It's believe like, it. it's yeah, I, I, exactly. It shocked me. And that was like uh that was close to winter, so it was it was cold. Yeah. But the the tiger muskies, they got their, their own their own thoughts and habits. The halfway world, half pike, mm-hmm. half muskie. Yeah, they don't. They're not sure what they're doing out there. <laughs> so that was like a. So that was like a suic type of. Go ahead. That that was like a suic type no. bait that you started with. It was a suic. It was the small, the smallest suic they make. Okay, like the six inch or whatever it is. Un, yeah, unweighted. Huh. And that fish, I caught that one fish, and it bent the screw eye, and it was almost coming out. So, yeah, it all just led up to me, you know, start whittling some wood and see if I can figure out something that'll catch a muskie. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And How long start, was it until uh, you caught one on your own bait? Mm, let's see. Because that was always my, uh, uh, well, I guess I still never did all, any of the baits that I made. I, I never had any success yeah. on I'm, I'm guessing it was the next season, the next spring, and it was a tiger muskie. 
but I'm pretty sure it was the 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 spring right after that encounter okay. with the suic. That's awesome. Yeah, it didn't take long. I was making super simple these little little uh, top water like bass poppers. Okay. And that's what I caught one on. Awesome. And then gradually started making some bigger baits. And where did you graduate to? Like what, you know, when did it become like, all right, I'm going to start making some big musky baits and I'm going to make them for real. Yeah. So I didn't have, you know, I didn't know a lot about baits then. So once I started seeing other baits and realized how big I could make a bait and catch a fish on it, I'm like, well, let's make a really big bait and see if we could catch a fish on it. The sky's <laughs> the limit. Yeah. Like... Exactly. Yeah, so I started out with like an eight inch diving rise and uh changed changed the shapes over the over the period of time and just been sticking with that since I make all different sizes now, six six inch up to fourteen inch. Okay. And is that do you make just diving rise or anything else? No, I also make uh I make a flap tail, six inch flap tail, eight inch flap tail, uh eight inch walk to dog and i just started making a six and a half inch glider okay that's interesting because i actually flap tail is something that i have zero experience with and it's something that i i I don't even i don't i know i have a creeper i don't have a flap tail so yeah i might uh might have to check yours Mm -hmm. out and give it a shot yeah they're super simple they don't have the spreader bars out the back it's got a hook in the middle and then a single hook out the back, and I usually put a grub tail on there, or I tie on some uh, bucktail or something. Okay, okay cool. cool. Super simple. So, like with all those different styles, do you make them out of different wood, or are they all out of yes. the same stuff? Or so the diving rise are all old growth white pine sourced locally. Okay. The gliders are a hard old growth maple and then the flap tail and walk the dog are uh poplar okay yeah hmm. so what how did you how did it, it how did you figure that out you know in the sense of just knowing Another the densities question. of densities of wood yeah so i first started with cedar but cedar became really expensive and the wood dust is super nasty to breathe so I started doing research and watched a few videos about suic, and suic uses white pine. So I'm like, well, let me try white pine. And ever since that, I've been sticking with it. And that's something learned... you can source locally. Yeah, exactly. It's not, and it's white pine is readily available, and it's not even near as close as expensive as cedar or the maple, and it's easy to work with. I learned about the uh, the cedar dust making a cedar strip canoe in my basement. I thought, oh yeah, thought I had like pneumonia or something, and then yeah. I just quit working on it for a week or two, and I was like, oh, it's all I'm all better now. What, yeah. What's it just really abrasive and fine, or what? It just like because I know yeah, it's, it's like real of, splintery, but like no, that's a, cedar has a uh, cedar has a chemical in it where it's it repels water and insects. So there's some kind of nasty crap in there. I don't know exactly yeah. what, but I know for I know from working with wood over the years and carpenters that cedar is just bad to breathe in. 
So that was that was that was the main reason I started yeah. using that pine. And you said poplar for the flaptail. Flaptail. And walk the dog. Okay. What what is it about that? Um so I can use uh white pine for those, but the poplar I buy just dowels of poplar. So they're already rounded. Okay. So I just have to cut them to length and then shape the head. So it's a much faster process. That's pretty much the only reason why I chose poplar. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, to keep it in simple. Yeah. It's a durable wood. It's super dense. As long as you seal them all good, it's there's no problem. Now to Owen's favorite question. Yeah, I've go. been waiting. There you go. I've been waiting. What kind of, what kind of epoxy do you use? <laughs> I'm gonna make you guess. I'm gonna make you guys guess. I, I'm you're. I'm gonna guess True Glide. That's a good guess. Yep. Yep. Chat, I was yeah. gonna say Gorilla Glue based off of last week, but <laughs> Gorilla Glue. <laughs> and, and I've tried some of the other stuff, and it's still a True Coat for me as well right now. Till I till I figure something else out. But it's I know True Coats. It's expensive and it's hard to get, but it's uh after listening them talk about it and how it's supposed to be better to breathe in and where I do my work in the basement, it just made total sense for me to use it down here. It, it makes sense. Uh, and yeah. you know, a lot of guys have a lot of success with it and you seem to okay. have figured, have figured it out. Yeah, it took a while, but I once I figured it out, we got it. We got it pretty much figured. The key is to measure it, to have it proportioned right, and that's it. Yeah, that's you got to actually die. Like I, whenever I use it, I use my actual, you know, digital scale and measure it to the exactly. Gram. I was gonna say, is it a weight or a volume one? Weight. It's a volume. So Joe, it's nope. by weight, but Joe, the guy who makes it, he just does everything by eye. So he pours them in plastic cups. Okay. And he just looks at it by eye, and that's how I do it. Well, see the directions on it. It's it's weird. It's, yeah. It says it's a one to one. Okay, but yeah. it's not a one to one. It's a yeah. thirty seven grams to thirty three mm -hmm. grams of part A to part B. So yeah. that's why I didn't feel comfortable just eyeballing it because it specifically yeah. says on there like it's not. It, yeah, it's one to one, but it's not truly a one to one. Right. Yeah, I, I could totally see how people have trouble with it for sure. And I wonder if maybe that is like a one-to-one -one volume, but not one-to-one -one weight. Yeah, it could be. I know guys do weigh it. So yeah. that could be the answer. I mean, But I hate epoxy. I think it's the, yeah. stupidest, <laughs> the stupidest shit that anybody <laughs> ever invented for musculars. Well, what always amazes <laughs> me the, is the, you know, you look at Dale Wiley's, Oh, yeah. and it's there's yeah. like nothing on yeah, it it's like this yeah. it's, it's nothing yeah there's no weight to it i mean it yeah and then here we are putting oh my god you know like 22 coats of true coat on oh each freaking bait my baits they get they get two coats then i paint and then it gets another coat and i do some touch-up finish paint and then gets another four coats so you're talking oh, wow. That's like six, six days, yeah. seven days of just turning on the freaking wheel. Right. For Jeez. some musky to chew it to pieces. That's what I was going to ask. How, 
Oh, I was to say, how long does it take you to make a, a bait from start to finish then? I mean, because yours, you know, a lot going a, on. Yeah, that's a, everybody asks that question. And I do them where I do them in a, in a process. So I'll do, you know, 10 at a time. I'll have 10 ready in this step, 10 ready in this step, 10 ready in this step. So I don't really have a number to put on it because there's so many damn steps and how long it takes. So it's really hard to put a number on it. I don't even know. But you're yeah. saying a minimum of six days just for the drying time. Just for the drying time. Right. And I hand shape my baits. I don't know if you, you guys seen that. I use a rasp and a file. Yeah. There's no router. So I hand shape them all with a hand rasp. That's cool. That's yeah. like so that's, I was. It always amazes me about Fredhold. You know that he uses that. Uh, yeah, I always yeah, forget yeah. what the hell that thing is called. Oh, like a it's spoke a, shave. Spoke shave. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Spoke yeah. exactly. I've tried those. Those are tough to work with. He's Fredhold. He was one of the first videos I watched when I started making baits. It's he's a good a, place to start, man. I mean, it's it. Yeah. He's he's top notch, and you know he really does a great job of just explaining it from A yeah. to Z. Sure. I feel like those spoke shaves are like a, it's a whole nother art getting oh to yeah like sharpening yeah. those blades to and you gotta have a good one you gotta make sure your wood is bone dry or you'll just be ripping chunks off yeah there's a whole art to it that's why the rasp the rasp was given to me by my grandfather it's pretty uh barbaric if you want to call it that hey but I Thanks, I love I love doing it. Right, it's a barbaric sport. Well, we've, yeah, we've talked sport. about we've talked about having uh, Greg Nimmer on the podcast, and you want to talk oh, about yeah. barbaric? You see, watch him, watch him make a bait. That's awesome, man! It just takes he's another one of those guys. Yeah, he's another one who he's been a huge influence to me as well. That's what Nimmer. I think. I think I saw uh, Katia posted. You're going to have oh yeah, you're Greg's have baits. Yeah. So I'm friendly with Greg. We talk all the time. I got a collection of his baits. I use his baits all the time. So he, awesome. he said he's going to send me probably a dozen baits, Wally Pogs and other things to sell. That's awesome. They, they did really well last year when I had them. So Yeah. Those Wally Pogs are unbelievable how loud they are. Oh, my God. I've had so many close calls with those with fish, but yeah. haven't landed one. Oh, really? But it's always in the dark, and it scares the <laughs> shit out of me every time. <laughs> I'm like every time it scares me. <laughs> I couldn't believe the first time I threw it. I was like, I thought there was like something in my reel or something. Yeah. How how much you can hear that. They just clacking. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a special kind of guy, Mr. Greg Nimmer. And that watching him <laughs> shape those things is just the coolest thing, man. Just oh yeah. He's awesome. Out in the mouth. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, that's cool. He's gonna be he's gonna be sending you some baits and you'll have those for sale at the New York show, right? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I know Ryan at some point had talked to him about uh possibly coming on the podcast. So that's you know, hopefully yeah. I'd like to hear his story about how he came Me up too. with his uh his yeah process, you know. Because the process the processes are really what what interests me is, you know, these guys, we all spend so much time in our shops and in oh. our basements and yeah. 
and it's this repetitive repetitive motions and you know i i, I love watching todd leopardi's instagram where he puts out showing yeah. how he's got all of his you know all of his blanks cut out and put in boxes and you know turned on the on the lathe and it's so For cool sure. to watch that man no I mean, how many There's times stress. do you think you touch a bait like when you make what make it one bait mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> so there's a i gotta i gotta cut the blank out i gotta shape it i gotta sand it all by hand with a piece of sandpaper hand sandpaper then i seal it sand it seal it sand it seal it and then what happens then i put all the hardware in then probably a little scuff sand and then i epoxy epoxy again paint epoxy paint epoxy 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 it's ridiculous how long do you think it takes you to (laughs) to rasp one into shape i've been getting good at it (laughs) (laughs) practice looks perfect yeah i could do one uh if pretty quickly probably in like a couple minutes okay i can have one rasped then it's like all the hand sand and that takes a little time scuffing it up and getting rid of all the rough ridges and stuff. That's what that, it is impressive once you when you see someone that like knows what they're doing with the rasp. I feel like I've watched a bunch of videos of guys like shaping uh, gun stocks with them. And it's oh like, yeah. Holy cow. You really yeah. like you can right uh, into... you can ruin it really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, I have a whole bin of baits that I've ruined. <laughs> fire starters. Become, yeah. Exactly. Like they become firewood or campfire wood, one or the other. Let's say it blows my mind too the the amount of people that do the hand lures, like handmade lures that just can make them really consistent too. I mean, yeah. I just I can't imagine like making something like that as intricate and whatnot and just being like, oh yeah, these are generally the same shape. I yeah, that's impossible in my brain. It took time, but it's uh, you know, I have an eye for carpentry, so I think using my eye, I like using my eye just to keep me, you know, just to keep me, uh, I don't know the word, just to keep me well rounded and consistent and focused. So I like to use my eye as much as I can. So, so you, I mean, you have the the woodworking and you know background stuff. What about like the painting side of it? Like, are, well, are you like artistic too? I mean, how did how'd that come about? Uh, I'm not artistic. <laughs> I never thought I was going to be able to paint a bait in my life. Because they're pretty. Yeah. Once, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never thought I'd be able to do it. And then just practice, man. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. I have a whole bin of baits that I made start to finish and painted that don't work or look like crap but it was just a way for me to practice oh yeah absolutely man and those are the ones you give yeah. to your buddies you know those are the ones that, oh that, that you know st- yeah i i totally get that man there's so so many things you don't have to waste all that stuff you know that's and, know. And, and it's not a waste because you're learning whenever you screw something up exactly i, I wasted a lot of money on like the hardware and the paint and the epoxy, but I waste money on a lot of stupid shit. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
That's whatever. What my <laughs> wife likes to tell me, uh, you're not failing if you're learning. Exactly. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. She's so yeah, she's you, so positive. She's right. right. Yeah. yeah, you learn more by your failures than oh, yeah. than kicking everybody's ass all the time. You're not gonna learn much. You fail, then you're gonna learn. Now, are your baits wire through or or are you in screw eyes? They're screw eyes. Okay. Yeah. And have you like, you know, I know that's kind of like a Yeah. I, I don't even I don't know why it's an unnecessary it's thing an, that people fixate on. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, again, you go to baits like Wiley's and Leo's. Yeah. I mean, look at how many freaking oh, fish yeah. those baits have caught over oh, the years. Yeah. And yeah, you know. look, at, look at Suix yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Suix are cotter pins. Cotter pins. Yeah. 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 I never realized yeah. that for the longest time. I the think. Uh, go ahead. Bobby's, I think maybe are the same way. Couple yeah, of Bobby those. Bates. The Bobby yeah. Bates. Yeah. It says well, workhorse like Bates. The, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the first fish I caught was on that suet, and the eye almost pulled out. Yeah. But it was uh, it was because it was in the bag and got caught. It wasn't from the fish, but just the, the torque on it. The damn thing almost came out. Right. You know, with, what... with all those layers of epoxy, that stuff isn't coming out. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, no. I did a test on mine. I put, so I use a little longer screw eye too. I use two inch or two and a half inch. You put them in on an angle. So I put mine in the vise and grabbed a pair of vice grips. After I epoxied it in there, let it sit overnight, put the vice grips on it, and I pulled as hard as I could, and it didn't budge. Yeah. Like as That's hard a... as I could. I, I quizzed uh, Andy from Fat AZ the one time about screw eyes and through wire or whatever. And he he's very, he's an yeah, engineer. Yeah. And he yeah. rattled right off. He's like, the, his, I can't remember. I think the, <laughs> yeah. I think he said that the epox or the resin will break before the screw eye pulls out. Like the, right. It like disforms. But he said the, what is it? The split rings. Will like straighten out before a screw eye yeah, pulls out, for sure. It's wild, but yeah, and then but I don't know why people obsess about. I know it's a, it's a I think it's a Canadian thing. It's like a shield lake thing, where you know they're catching giant fish, so they want to have the best possible method that they think works and a, and a wire through bait. I'm sure it's a stronger, and I know a lot of saltwater lures are wired through as well. Yeah. So maybe that's where it comes from. But yeah, like you said, the most damage I've ever seen happen to a bait is in the net. Like the oh, net yeah. is what yeah. tears them up more oh. than anything. If I hook a muskie and it pulls out my screw eye, I'm going to be happy regardless. <laughs> Right. It was a big one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, it, uh, it's it's fulfilled its purpose. Exactly. Oh yeah. So tell us a little bit about like what exactly is the lineup? You mentioned like the sizes before, and I didn't really catch that. Like, so I know yeah. you you had a huge one up at at Chautauqua. Yeah, like freaking giant. Yeah, make a six inch diving rise. With okay. the screw and weight, it's a little, it's a fat, chubby little guy, but it's different. 
than most others. So, so I like make that. a six. I like the I blunt nose too. That yeah, I feel like it yeah. pushes a lot of water. It pushes a lot of water, and the blunt nose instead of most diving rides are chop baits like this. Mine will go almost like a crankbait. Yeah, from that blunt nose, the ass will wiggle back and forth. Okay. These. But there's an eight inch, a six, eight. 10, 12, and 14 inch on the diving rise. And I've been doing them all with screw in weights lately just to keep them as versatile as possible. You can have a shallow run in one. You can have one that sinks. You can have one that just sits there, you know, perfectly neutral. Just now, to try and keep it more versatile. How do you, what is, is there like a threaded insert you like press yeah, into the wood? Exactly. Okay. I epoxy it in there. Yeah. But you drill, drill a smaller hole, bang it in, epoxy it. I have yet to have one of them come out as well. So. Yeah, I wouldn't think you'd have much torque on a. No. On a weight. No. I always wondered about that. You see a lot of screw-in baits, but I, I never, never yeah. tore one apart. To... Yeah, people shy away from the screw-in weights, but the whole reason I did it was to try and be versatile. Right. So I can use it shallow. I can use it deeper, mid-depth. So when you're fishing them, do you rotate through? Like if you're in a real shallow section of river, you put like a lighter lighter screw yes, in it? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And the 8-inch eight eight inch on up has two holes. Okay. So you can put one just in the head that keeps the head down. Yeah. Or you could just have this one as well which makes it rise like perfectly level yeah so if you're fishing yeah, like a bunch of crap you could put just the front one in and then that way you'd bounce the nose across exactly not snag up yeah it's fun to play with you do, do you pour, do you pour your it. own uh weights on the screws i do so getting that clean lens yeah you clean lens Clean lead. You gotta have clean lead. That's the shout out to all my guys is. cleaning that lead, <laughs> getting that impurities out. Clean lead's not. It's not uh, easy to get, and it's getting more expensive every day. Uh, I was gonna say it's it's extra hard to get in New York, isn't it? Oh yeah, New is York they're like half sure. banned or whatever. Yeah, I order it through uh, Lore Parts online. Okay. Just so I know it's clean when I get it. Because I think that's a some weird like you're not allowed to use leads or they not they don't sell lead split shot in New York or something like that. Exactly, they're all steel now. Yeah, they're garbage. Wacky. Wacky. Yeah. Welcome uh, to New York, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I got a weight. I got a screw and weight question, and I don't know. Yeah. I I don't have a I don't have a ton of it experience with like diving rises like i i just sure. don't fish them and i like i have a swick but mm -hmm. I, just, I can't i couldn't get ever get the the friggin snap onto it i'm like i'm not throwing it but oh I yeah mean, I, I, small screw eyes right so when you but when you talk to people they're like there's you can't mess up fishing it like there's you just go out yeah. and you can just do it so i mean when you start to get into stuff like the weight systems and and stuff for for someone like me like i shy away from that i'm like oh I, yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is complicated but i mean just from listening to you guys talk about for a minute there i mean 
is there a, is there a right or wrong way or a prescribed way like with with two weights in it like hey this is you're just trying to go out and fish it starting if someone just picked up one of your baits and was like hey i'm gonna go give this a ride i mean what yeah. do you what advice do you give for that i would say start with that front weight first and depending on where you're fishing if you're targeting shallow water fish i would try and keep the weight down as minimal as possible you know, depending on what you're doing, if you're trying to throw a bait over weeds or through weeds, or if you're on the edge of the weeds and trying to get it to go deeper, then I'd put both weights in. Like if you're fishing Chautauqua and you're trying to hit those weed edges in a little 10 foot water, you want to put in two weights just to keep it down there. How, how deep will they get? I'm sure it varies based on size and all yeah. that. But Well, you can let them with the, how I get how I sell them, I'll sell them with three weights. And like I said, one will be dependent on how you put them in, but you can get it to, to, to sink right to the bottom. Okay. So you can, you can go all the way from the bottom up to the top with it. Nice. Um, I guess, I guess it's like anything up just overthinking. <laughs> oh, musky, that's what that's musky fishing for me in a nutshell. Exactly. That's all yeah. of us. We're all overthinking. Constant man. mental torture and overthinking, yeah. and then it like box riders. It's part of the fun. Yeah. What I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nate. When what I like to do is like, <laughs> if you have a new bait like that that you're want to experiment with or whatever, and you're out casting all day and you've lost hope or whatever, that's when I put on the the wacky thing I want to try, and then tinker around yeah. you know pull a weight out here and there and exactly tell you tell it looks like tell you convince yourself it looks like it'll catch a fish and then yeah then yeah. just keep doing yeah. it see that's the thing that that's the thing is yeah. getting it to the point where you where it looks good in your eyes that you think is going to catch a fish because sure. you know there's nothing worse than putting a bait on and making a full a few pulls of it and it you just like know that thing's not freaking catching a fish you're just like all right i'm i'm taking that damn thing off you see it oh, coming yeah. in and you're like i'd hit that exactly yeah then you, that's all then you it's all that matters you're confident that's it man that's what it comes down tell. to confidence yeah damn it i have yeah, the same just... brain as a muskie exactly a pea <laughs> so what's mm. the biggest fish that's been caught on a bucko so far uh from my knowledge it's a 47 i've heard rumors of a 50 out in wisconsin but it cannot be confirmed okay but um it's it's interesting because uh a lot of these guys don't talk about it and i keep getting like these random Hey, I caught, you know, 12 fish on your bait one day. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. I, I want to know this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of secrecy to it. And oh, yeah. I, I, a big one was just caught on one of my baits that I'm like not allowed to not allowed oh, to great. share any <laughs> any details other than that. It was That's a funny. whale. Nice. <laughs> But seriously, like I, in 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 the the angler that caught it, he was like, "I'll probably never even, I'll never probably never show a picture of it, like yeah. uh, of the full thing." He just sure. so shout out to him because if that was me, man. Yeah, well, I'd be 
I know. <laughs> That'd be my wallpaper on my, you know, yeah. my law office website. He or yeah. she. <laughs> he or she. <laughs> yeah, he or she. That's right. My Yet bad. to be named. And the, uh, that 47 was actually caught in PA. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 You have coordinates? I do have coordinates. <laughs> yeah, top, top secret, though, obviously. I'm going to check the lunge log, log, log tonight. I'll be on. Yeah, it might be on there. <laughs> <laughs> How about the uh, furthest you've sent a bait? Oh, let's see. Uh, there's someone. Colorado, for sure. Okay. Canada. Which really isn't that far for me in most places. I'm trying to think if, if there's any on that like sunset country. Oh yeah, there's a uh, Millax. Well, they've been going all over. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good man. Which that's is good. Uh, yeah, that's how they, that's how they get caught on them. You know what I mean? Just get them get them yeah. out there. Yeah, I, yeah I've been a... lucky to meet a lot of really, really good dudes, and just been lucky to have a good circle. Of guys who have got my baits and appreciated them. That's what's really do? cool. Like where you're at, is, I feel like isn't isn't big in the musky world. No, but it's it's, not. it's cool that it you know you've picked yeah. up quickly and. I know cooked. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I wasn't awesome. expecting it at all. <laughs> you, you better watch out you keep talking about tiger muskies you're gonna end up with a bait out in uh washington state yeah i know i know uh ryan and he's got a <laughs> he's got a couple guys that i know out here baits i know he likes to troll a lot i'm not yeah, sure i think he's he big on that big on andrew's baits yeah he likes andrew's stuff yeah. andrew makes awesome stuff as well yeah yeah yeah, he'll probably probably be uh, messaging you after this one comes out. He's usually like first cool. thing in the morning. He's a first yeah. mover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us, uh, so you know, what what are we to expect for your new uh, at the New York show? You know, what are what are? Is this your first show? It's my second show. I did New York last year. Okay. Are you coming down uh, to do Musky Max? No, yeah, it's not too bad. I would do it. I might do it next year, but it's just, I can't make that many baits. Yeah. So I'm making, I'm doing Wisconsin, doing Wausau, Wisconsin. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I got a couple friends out there. They're going to run a table for me. Okay. And I'm doing New York show and I'm trying to get into one more show. I'm hoping it falls through. We'll see what happens. I'm going to keep that on a hush hush now until it happens. You're hoping it falls through or comes through? Comes through. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if it falls through, you could just come to the Musky yeah. Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, how many? I mean, I'm not holding you any numbers or anything, but do you yeah. have like a number of baits you want to take to each show? Yeah, I want to have 200 baits for for all the shows. Okay. So I'll go to New York will be first. I'll probably build some in between New York and Wausau, but not many. But whatever I don't sell in New York, I'll send to Wisconsin and then we'll go from there. What is, the, is the what's the when date? When is the Wausau? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it's, um, I can't remember, but I think it's the beginning of March. Yeah. Somewhere in March. It might It be might the last actually show. be the same week as Muskie. I can't remember now. I don't know. I got it written down somewhere. I can't remember. They're usually really good. The Muskie's Inc. calendar that comes out typically has it on right on the calendar, which is oh, gotcha. it's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't think those have come out yet. No, they haven't. Not yet. That's what uh, Ryan was telling. You're pretty active with your chapter of Muskie's Inc., aren't you? Yeah, I've recently became the president this past spring. My president. Congratulations, Congratulations. president. Yeah, it was it just kind of happened, you know. And what Should we address you... you like his excellency or no, don't do that, please. <laughs> his high his highness, but that's, that's highness. reserved for other people. Exactly. <laughs> and what what chapter you're chapter 70? Chapter 70, yeah. Okay. And you yeah. guys did the uh what was it, the like New York tournament trail there a couple of years ago with 69? I don't know. So I, I um I joined the group two years ago. Okay. And then I don't know what happened previously before that, so I don't know much of the history. But I've heard rumblings that they were, you know, sixty nine and them did a like a tournament trail or something like that, but I'm not positive exactly how that went we do a challenge with 69 now every year okay on a, a small lake locally in the finger lakes that's what i think it was if i remember correctly it was like uh four or five different lakes and it was spread out throughout the season and i yeah. think i think maybe two of the finger lakes one might have been a pike one was tigers and yeah and chautauqua and somewhere else i can't remember now but Mm -hmm. Are there muskies cool. in any of the Finger Lakes? So, only one, uh, one Finger Lake that they actually count as one of the fingers has tiger muskie. Okay, but, but that's it. Oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. There's two two Finger Lakes, one out west and one all the way out east that have just tigers. Natural or stocked? Stocked, all stocked. And what's, one of the what's lakes the thinking? Only has, what's the thinking be, behind uh, stocking only two as opposed to five? And and that's, I mean, it's a tough question. Welcome to New York State. It's uh, New York is uh, the fucking hippies. <laughs> I get along with hippies. I don't, so, I don't get along so do with, I. I. I don't get along with unreasonable people. Yeah. <laughs> no, trout and salmon is the big. Uh, it's the big. Draw. It's the big fishery around here. Yeah. So they they don't want to mess with that. There's no way they would put a muskie in one of their trout and salmon fisheries. A muskie would be eating all the trout and salmon. Eating all the trouts. Be eating all the trouts. They would get giant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're afraid of. Exactly. <laughs> Which, you know, whatever makes sense. But there's plenty of other. Put that Canadian shield trout water to shame. Exactly. <laughs> well, I know there's a few lakes in PA that stock trout and they got muskies in them. Yeah. Down around Owen and Nate, they stock trout in like every puddle and ditch. 
Yeah. And most of them get stocked with muskies too. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm gonna make a one of those coexist bumper stickers, but it's just gonna be like trouts and muskies and sunfish and stuff on it. Walleyes in there. Uh, Walleye. I'm making I'm making that tonight, and I'll be selling them in the parking lot of the Muskie Max. Oh yeah. Out of a duffel bag. Come see me. I'm sure they have uh, good reasons for whatever they do, but it'd be nice to have some more options for for true strain out in here in New York. There's only let me see three. Yeah, was it three? Bear, Casadega, and Chautauqua? Bear. Juanita. Okay. So there's only four or five lakes in New yeah. York State that have true strain. I can't remember now if wow. they switched Finley. Finley was true, and I think they might have switched it back to Tigers or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's, it seems like, uh, I don't know, New York, it, Western New York kind of gets, I don't know, yeah. not, not full attention when it comes to that sort of stuff. For sure. There's Chautauqua, obviously. Forgot to mention Chautauqua. Yeah, which I, that's. Yeah. Well, so Chautauqua, so they're naturally so they they're naturally in Chautauqua, but they're not naturally in many other lakes. That's always strange to me. Yeah, not, well, they don't they're stock in Chautauqua, but they is some they do stock. But I, I I thought I thought that I thought muskies were natural yeah. in Chautauqua. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. So the Chautauqua has a a nice layout of feeder streams that are big enough where the muskies can actually go up and do some spawning. Most of these smaller lakes in New York, they don't have they don't have that kind of tributary where they can go up and do like spawning and be uh, successful at it. Yeah. What's the what, pretty rare? What drainage are the finger lakes actually in? Do they all drain to Ontario or um yeah, they drain to Ontario. Okay. They're all or the um, the two big ones, Cayuga and Seneca, are, are connected to Ontario through the canal system, okay. Erie Canal, and the rivers up there above them. Because so I, I think I think that's ahead. the what they say is why Chautauqua had them is it's like part of the yeah. Allegheny system, right? Exactly. Yeah, they would never yeah. put. But I've heard. Um, I've heard there are true strain in the Erie Canal. Oh, well, that would make sense coming out of the lake. Coming out of the lake. And they're, they're in Ontario because St. Right. Lawrence connects yep. to Ontario. Yeah, they're Niagara, the Niagara River. Niagara River. Finger Lakes could have them, but they just play them. Yeah. They Messing just play them. Exactly. You could be eating those big, big Lakers and brown trout. Oh my god! I've caught so many Lakers. I'm so done catching Lakers. <laughs> yeah. So how, a... how, what areas does your chapter kind of serve? So you know what I mean? Yeah, Central New York. So we do. It's. Um, I'm not sure exactly how the geographical works, but we have those Finger Lakes that have the tigers. It's mostly. It was mostly started because of the tigers. So there's a few lakes close to each other, Onondaga, Otisco, Canisius, uh, um, Cross Lake, which is part of the canal system. They all have tigers that are stocked in there. 
uh, yearly. Okay. Now, are those all raised at Chautauqua? Or? I don't know where the tigers come from. Okay. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm not positive where they come from. Because that's what, like in Pennsylvania, they recently. I think they've always done the tigers at like our Tyanesta hatchery, but they kind of like re switch things around. But yeah, it's interesting that that's, you would think, why not do them all in the same facility? But who, I don't know. How who that, knows? I don't know how that Me neither. works. So, tigers, you don't get, you don't, yeah, you don't get a prettier muskie than one of them tigers in these clear lakes, though. Oh, yeah. They are gorgeous. What's your biggest musky? Uh, 46 and a half. Okay. Yeah. On your was, one of your baits? No, it wasn't on one of my baits. It was on a uh, Toothy Tough Assault Eel. Okay. Which, if you guys haven't used, you need to get one. Yeah? Yes. I've seen them. Like the the action of yes. those things is really interesting. Unbelievable. Man. Yes. You use it just like a bulldog or a Medusa. You just you can work them a bunch of different ways. Though that's been my best bait the last two years. Huh. The list yeah. of baits I have to get is growing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like you need like one the, of them. For sure. The New York show is getting expensive for me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have to sell the kids Christmas gifts. <laughs> Just cash out their college Just, funds. Uh, no, you yeah, get a musky base. You get a musky base and be like, "We're gonna share these." Bring them to the New York show. <laughs> it's really they for give you. They give exactly. out baits to the kids. You don't even have to buy something. That's right. Hey, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take these treble hooks out, and I'm gonna borrow them for a little yeah. bit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> doing this wrong <laughs> <laughs> so do you have family like you you got you got kids I, I got one i got a son who's 15 okay wife been married 17 years cool does uh, yeah. either of them fish uh my wife used to come fishing occasionally but she doesn't do well on boats no no so she doesn't she doesn't come my son loves to fish but he's at that age, he's 15, so he yeah. just wants to play baseball, football, look at his phone, play the Xbox. That's yep, what he wants I, to do now. I got a 14-year-old. Yep, it's, yeah. it's hard to get him to do anything right now. Oh, yeah. Is he, he's, he's is he interested kid. in, like, the like the, the bait side, like, you making the baits? Does he come, like, check it out? Nah. He used to a few years ago, but now that he's, you know, a teenager, he doesn't yeah. come down here hardly at all. Yeah, I'll circle back around. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. He's a good kid. That's all that's that all matters, matters, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. That's what I said. I just I said, don't be an asshole and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's pretty much good advice no matter where you go in the world, no matter what you're doing. Exactly. Don't be an asshole. And you're yeah, probably good. gonna be all right. I tell it to my students exactly. all the time. Like, there's a ton of a-holes in the world. Yeah. Your, your jobs to not be one of them. <laughs> exactly. Good, good way to live. Oh, yeah. As long as you don't give them the uh, the Team America World Police uh, speech, Nate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I like my job. <clears throat> I like my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the thought of that. 
Oh yeah. boy. Did, when so when we met you up at Chautauqua, do you do you fish Chautauqua often? I mean, he says three hours away, or is that no? So we that's your first time. To, no, we we've done the big baller. This is either the third or fourth. I think it's the third year we did it. Okay, so you're an OG now. Yeah, and that's those are the only times I go up there and fish. Unfortunately, I like to get up there more, but that's like the only time I've been there to fish. Man, your your dive into the musky world is steep. You you started caught that fish, started doing big ballers short after, then started making baits, long. and now you're the you're the president of Muskie's Inc. Well, in yeah, <laughs> I know. It was all a, it was all a whirlwind, a, man. You went into the deep end first. <laughs> Holy shit! And you're still married. Here. That's a plus. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh like... yeah. <laughs> Couldn't do it without my wife. So what kind of boat? What kind of boat are you fishing with? I have a 17 foot. It's a Spectrum. It's an aluminum. It's an older boat, 1998 Spectrum. It's customized with a bunch of woodworking in there, and uh, it's got a front bow trolling motor, 60 horse Merc. The lake I fish around here is pretty small. It's only like 700 acres. So, yeah, the, is the, a horse limit on that's it? That's all I need. Is it what? Do you guys what are the all? Does New York have like whole horse limits like we have in PA? Horsepower limits. Yeah, horsepower limits. No, no, no horsepower limit. That's the one thing New York's un un uh, unfettered with. Just, <laughs> exactly. You can just rip it. People in Pittsburgh can't handle horsepower, so they they say oh, yeah. easy guys. 20, oh, yeah. 20 horses or less. I can't put my ten you horsepower motor on my boat. Second. I don't know if it's me. You're still coming in good. Yeah. But yeah. Seem to be. Everything uh, around Pittsburgh is like a, a 20 horse or 10 horse. And I've heard that. Which would be fine because the, the lake I fish in the summer, you better zoo. have your head on a swivel, man. That's what Chautauqua is bad. In oh, the, yeah. In the middle of the summer. We were out there one day this year and it was foggy. You could barely see. And I hear this boat start up. And I hear him coming out of the channel. And I'm like, this guy's coming right for us. Uh, full full bore. You can't even see. Like a foot in front of you. Sure uh, enough, I, I got on my trolling motor. I'm like, this jerk's coming right for us. So I went right up to the shore. Sure enough, he appeared like right where I was. And went, uh, didn't even know I was there. Went flying by. I'm like, where are you going? Uh, you can't even see. That's like a nightmare, going. man. <laughs> exactly. That's what one time I was on Chautauqua. It was like a, I think it was a Saturday, which was a mistake to begin with. Like, yeah, the weekend before Fourth of July or something like that. Oh yeah, we're literally sure. trolling like a dead straight line, just plane like planer board out on each side, four boat rods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as regular as you could ever be, and this boat like towing somebody that could hardly water ski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes pat like they pass us on one side and then just cut right in front of us and then the water oh, yeah. skier falls down. Oh yeah. Then we're like evasive maneuvers and the guy <laughs> running the boat is like screaming at us like we're doing something wrong. That's like oh. right. Maybe that's the your... problem, Nick. You should have you should have dr- dragged some uh, seven odd hooks into his thigh and think twice. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. Yeah. Think twice yeah. about that. He's gonna learn today. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> oh yeah, some of, 
any water skiing. Somebody trolls in between my boat and the shore every time I'm out. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I just see on, on my lake, it's uh, on my lake, it's a nine nine pontoon boat going by at like one point yeah. eight miles per hour, like oh, yeah. as you're trying to cast. Yeah. And people are, and these little old ladies are like waving at you, and it's like, yeah. no. Get <laughs> Yeah. Like no, 12, get... 12 people on a pontoon boat just yeah. doing a sightseeing tour. Look, that's what they do. Look, honey, that's what they Did do. They, they got to be as close to the shore as possible doing their tour <laughs> so they can see every dock available. Like, oh, okay. yeah. And, and that drives me crazy too because, uh, like, boats will come within 10 feet of my dock. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. it's like, whoa, like, get. <laughs> like go out in the lake you know they gotta like, be as close to the dock as possible man <laughs> just doing circles out there i don't know why i keep burning up impellers i know <laughs> <laughs> just, just a mud streak you know, right behind them it's like uh yeah last 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 uh last winter i got my guide's license okay cool yeah yeah and so it, i do a few it, trips how yeah how how often are you doing that and give us the details on that. I did probably like 20 trips this year. Cool. Right. Last year I did like a dozen trips. But I do a lot of uh, multi-species. I do musky, but I'll do bass or whatever kids. Or I take a lot of kids and their parents out. Okay. So whatever whatever they want to catch is what we'll do. And what's, what's the guide what's, service called? Like, what's the oh. name? So I, didn't, I haven't really like advertised, but I've been... I want to keep it all simple, so I'm thinking Bucko's branded guy service. That would yeah. make up. That would make sense. Just to keep it simple, and it's something I'll probably fall back on, you know, as my contracting career gets older and I'm barely able to walk and get off, get out of bed in the morning. Got to look <laughs> ahead, man. That's a smart man, you know. Yeah, putting things in place for yourself, man. That's uh, yeah. I couldn't yeah. agree with that more, man. I've always wanted to do it, so. I figured I'd do it. What What's uh, the process to become a guide in New York? Uh, New York, you got to you got to take an exam through the state. You got to get your boater safety. You got to get first aid CPR. You got to have a healthy a healthy note from your doctor. Okay. You got to pay them money, of course. <laughs> then your boat has to be inspected by the park and recreation people to make sure that it's, you know, up to safety measures so you can take people out on it. Yeah. Uh, what else am I missing there? Well, if you're going to run a guy service, you got to have, you should have insurance. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, That'd be a good idea. But that's it. Yeah. It was a little bit of a process and it took forever for New York to get back to me with, you know, the final certificate, but it's worth it in the end. Yeah. Very I can't cool. do I can't do the bigger lakes like uh, Cayuga, Seneca, Ontario. Oh, I can't really? do intercoastal because I didn't get my captain's license. I just got my guide's license. Oh, okay. Okay. So what's yeah. tell? What's the difference? So guide's license, I could do I could do streams and rivers by foot, but I can't fish any water that's connected to intercoastal. So any lake that connects to the Great Lakes or a river that eventually runs into the ocean, I can't go on and charge uh, people. 
So is the Susquehanna count as a river that runs into the ocean? Uh, that one's, I don't know. That one's questionable because I know. Because it's like, people. it's damned between. Yeah. And I think that might be it because I know, I know people who do it and don't have a captain's license. Right. So I'm guessing it's legal. Yeah. But I don't know. But, I but like that would be those... a, a Coast Guard captain's license is what you'd need for, for that. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a giant process and all these hurdles and it costs a bunch of money. Yeah. And I, I don't want to do those big lakes. I just want to do the the quaint small lakes and keep it simple. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, so Chautauqua, I mean, uh, maybe I missed it. Is Chautauqua part of that? Or you... No, you can, you, can, you, you can fish Chautauqua. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just goes to. Exactly. I can't remember what the. Conum something drains into Warren, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, I know where you're talking. I can't remember. Conumongo or Conum something. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, kind of a can't fish here. So what kind of sparked that idea? I mean, did you have people asking like, Hey dude, you know, can you take no. me out or what? No, I just, um, I've always wanted to do it. I was in like the year 2000, I went out to Montana and I was going to be a fly fishing guide. And I went out to this place and did, uh, it's like a guide course and they hire you at the end if they like you. So it was like you do a class session, stream entomology, drift boat course on the Yellowstone River. You take people out fishing. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, that sounds like it. Holy shit. But the people were assholes. The people that were there to (laughs) be guided or the people running? No, it was like it was like a it was like a class. So there was like seven of us in the class. Me and my buddy drove out there, and then we did a bunch of, you know, the the stream entomology. We had to get first aid CPR. Uh, had to learn how to use the drift boat, and then we would take people out. We took people out for like two weeks straight. And who was bad? Like, was it the pe- was it the actual people that you had to take out that were assholes? Yeah, the people who ran the place. Okay. Yeah believe that oh yeah for sure no question and they tried to get they tried to offer me a job at the end did you say i don't work for jagoffs pretty much yeah but (laughs) i was much ruder than that (laughs) she said that was back in 2000 that was in 2000 yeah so i was a big fly fisherman and that's how i got that's really probably how i started i started tying flies so I okay. still tie some flies. I make some bucktail jigs, stuff like that. So that's where the the craft of making lures probably really started. Did you get into yeah. any of the like giant streamers? I've made like some giant streamers for yeah. muskie. Oh yeah, for sure. Quite the Put journey, man. Yeah, I've done it all, Nate Bud. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You, you got your hand a little bit in everything. That's great. For I sure. like that. It's my type of yeah. thing. Now, uh, I saw you have some 
of like your pole baits with the paddle tail built into them with the pad oh yes so my flap tail uh, is that what, okay oh wait no there, there i did make a few pole baits with just a grub on the end okay that i didn't i, I, didn't, I didn't sell them i ended up keeping those for myself yeah i saw you had some bass pictures with them oh no no i know what you're talking about hold on all right <laughs> these little guys yeah yep these are topwaters okay but they're they're obviously multi-species yeah but bass i've caught tigers on them oh really but i even catch salmon on them in the winter on the surface really in our lake in our lake here it's now are those that's like little swim bait i mean is that a swim bait back, exactly. like back a... end that you pour or is that just like a berkeley or something no a buddy of mine in pennsylvania northeast customs matthew he makes plastics so i get them bulk from him and I just cut them, cut a little base off, glue them on there, and voila. Huh. <laughs> They're super simple, but man, they catch fish. Yeah, it kind of looks like um. So, so it kind of like lead rides. Lore, the Lee Lores um pelagic swim pelagic swim. Yeah, yeah. that kind of reminds me of that. His dive. These are just strictly top water. Okay. So I mean, is you it can like put a weight on it? Almost. Like the top of the bait is at the top of the water surface, or is it? Does it no, ride it pretty stays, high? Yeah, it rides pretty high. Okay. Huh. Yeah, the, the tail thumps really well. You gonna have any of those in New York? I don't. I haven't decided. I don't okay. know if people will, like give me shit for bringing bass baits. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I'll probably bring a few. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Listen, yeah. just just make a ten inch version and just be like, yeah. I was just gonna say, one, are you just gonna make one. a musky version? Yeah, I've tried a ten inch version, and the amount so the rubber that you got to make for it to join the back makes it makes it ride like this. Mm. It won't stay horizontal, or you yeah. know, like it won't stay like this. Have to and make the rubber, wood like it's way you gotta longer. make it like, like this big or much longer. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. those are fun yeah that's that salmon bites coming up here soon so are those uh are they what kind of salmon are they in the finger lakes landlock so they're atlantic salmon okay atlantics huh yeah is that in cayuga or seneca or both cayuga and seneca have them okay uh, i'm trying to think if i think canandaigua has them as well uh i'm not sure what other ones have them but those three for sure that is one of my i it's like just far enough that i don't go but yeah. like seeing all the uh like big brown trout and stuff that people catch on just like paddle tail swim bait jigs oh yeah yeah yeah. in the summer there look oh, man, oh yeah it just looks oh jigging did the guys do the jigging yeah yeah I keep thinking it's about fun. just uh, going were, on, a, were, on a rogue mission in the Yeah, summer. you would like it. If you ever came up, just let me know. I'll give you the coordinates. It's pretty right. easy. Yeah. Pretty easy out there. They put so many Lakers in Cuga Lake, it's ridiculous. Oh, really? It's like 76,000 lake trout they put in every year. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> wow. But that's what brings the that's what brings the fishermen up here. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of guy, a lot of guides out there doing it. 
That's like how many they stock in Lake Erie. I, I know. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. No wonder there isn't oh. much attention to muskies up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know, it's, it's, it's and they're salmon giant. fishery they're, like that. Yeah, it's world class, you know, trout and salmon fishing. You can catch a 10 to 15 pound landlock or a 10 to 20 pound brown trout. Same with the lake trout. Wow. Mm -hmm. You guys would have 80 inch muskies up there. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Those 80 inch muskies would be eating the 70 inch one out in front of Heinz Field. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you go on any uh, musky trips? Uh, We went to St. Clair this year. Okay. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, it was. It was it was tough. It was real tough. We went for two days. We went out with a guide. Yeah. Um, my buddy middle hooked of the summer. Or? Middle of the summer, so it was hot. It yeah. was flat calm. Oh, that's rough. My all buddy tr- hooked. Was it like, trolling or casting? No, casting. Yeah, all casting. Yeah, my buddy hooked one right off the bat, like third cast, and lost it at the boat. And we didn't see one the rest of the day. And then the next day, my other buddy hooked the giant and it broke his line on mm-hmm. a pounder. On a pounder. His line or was this the guide's line? No, his line. It was okay. his line. Yeah. But it's uh it's my buddy Jesse. He's probably gonna be mad at me for telling this story because <laughs> he was pretty depressed. But uh, broke his Ear, line. Earmuffs, Jesse. Yeah. Bleep, bleep that <laughs> exactly. name. And I thought like the fish was running at him because I saw his line go limp. And I'm like, real, real, real. So he's reeling and it was gone. And I'm like, oh, my God. So he turned around and I was looking out into the lake and this fish jumped trying oh, to wow. shake the shake, trying to shake the pounder. Yeah. And you couldn't see the pounder. Mm. It was huge. And I, I saw, I was the only one to see it came out perfectly out of the water, saw the whole fish flop and they heard it hit the water and they all turned around like, what was that? I'm like, that was the fish. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) It was giant. (laughs) Oh man. Can you, can you imagine that? I got And I asked that question about the guides, whether it was the guides, line or yeah. not because that's kind right. of like yeah yeah an absolute worst nightmare as a guide that you hand somebody your line you know the, a, a rod sure. and that no. happens yeah i know was yeah, it like it was, a... uh, i don't know if the fish like choked the pounder up to his leader that's what i was gonna say was it a short enough leader that maybe it got it might have been because i think it was only an eight inch leader or something yeah. like that but who knows right who knows yeah, what you never happened. know now. Exactly. But that was it. It was just, it was just too, it was rough. It was tough conditions. That is but cool was, that you at least saw it jump afterwards. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I felt but, so bad. And Je- Jesse, who lost it, paid for our trip to go out there. We paid for the lodging. He paid for the trip. Yeah. And I just felt terrible. I could care less if I was going to catch fish the whole weekend. I just wanted to see him catch one. Yeah. And, and then that happened, and I'm like, oh, my God. 
Poor guys. Was that your first, was that your guys like first, you know, travel trip like that? Yeah, we've done like short trips just to uh uh we've done like Racetown Lake. Okay. What do you think of Racetown? Uh, I'd like I'd like to know your opinion of that. That's a really interesting lake. We do that. We they had a tournament there that they did yeah. time, two years in a row. So we did that twice. It's like the first week of May, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a giant lake. It's it's tough lake. And they have and that, giant um, stripers. Giant stripers. There's giant trout. Flooded timber. Flooded timber. Yeah, we were marking like thirty foot tall trees. Yeah, in like forty foot of water, it was like, what? What is happening here? <laughs> wow, it's got a little bit yeah. of everything. It's a really cool lake, and I'm I'm sure there's some giants in there. I, I but thought it's hard, it was, it's hard to fish. It's crazy the way that like the local fishing community fishes there. Yeah, they have some system or what? I don't know. Some of the one of the somehow. You can buy like six inch brook trout, live brook I've heard, trout. I've heard and that's this. what they troll. Yeah. For Lakers and everything. Like Lakers. Everything. Uh my buddies in laws have a place on Raystown and they went out on a charter and I think they caught like ten different types of fish in one trip. Like catfish, uh stripers, Lakers, all yeah. All on these little brook trout. I was like, that's so the the way that lake lays out, it's it's such an interesting lake and there's so much water to fish. I would if I live close to there, I'd be there all the time. Yeah. Like you can rent a house you can rent houseboats for a week there. You know, that's how yeah. big that body of water is. Yeah, I've heard that. There's no houses on the lake, though, right? It's all no. Army it's all engineer. like state forest or something like that. <clears throat> Army engineer. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. all the land right around it is like Pennsylvania state forest. Yeah, yeah. It's a real cool, really cool lake, and the uh, the tournament. So we fished all over that lake for like two days pre-fishing, and couldn't find a fish. So right where we launched the boat is where everybody was fishing in this one bay. Yeah, and we didn't make it back there till the second, the last day of the tournament. We're like, oh, let's just go fish by the ramp. That's where everybody was. Because it was probably the one spot with warm water. They were there compared to the rest of the. Yeah, we. I hooked like two fish, had like four follows. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? How many fish were caught in the in that event? Uh, the first one, there were very few. And then this past year, I think there was only six or seven fish caught. If that, I was just say that sounds like a lot. Just because I mean, I everything I hear about that lake is that muskies are, you know, very hard to find there. Very. And it was um, there was a lot of people there this year, so there was quite a few anglers out there fishing for them. I caught a fish this year. Yeah. Yeah. Nice tiger. It was like almost 40 inches. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Guess what I caught it on? A uh, little buff creeper? No. The uh, eel. Uh, the eel. Exactly. The yep. assault eel. 
How far is Raystown from us? I'm trying to look it up. That's probably like an like four... hour, two hours from you guys. Oh no, it's further. I want oh, to really? say it's like I'm gonna say three, three and a half, maybe. What? Yeah, it's like it's like three and a half for me. It might even be closer <laughs> to four for me. Yeah, it's got to be closer than that for you guys because it's all it's three and a half for me. Well, let me see. Oh, here. it looks crazy. It's, it it's giant. Crazy. It is crazy. That's not what I expected. I just looked it up. It looks like a big two, snake. Yeah. Two uh, two yeah. hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sounds like a good meetup spot. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not too far. That's that. I I thought it was further than that. To be honest with you. There you go. But yeah, man, that is yeah, freaking. Feels... That is huge. Look at that, and that is freaking huge, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we went there. The, yeah, we went there the first year, not knowing anything. So we were just uh, out not... there. Your wife's trying to come in, Owen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I guess now now that I look at it, it's just outside of Altoona. Yeah. It's not that far. Yeah. Yeah, when you start looking at PA and you start seeing the big like rainbow arches, I'm like, oh man, that's in the eastern half, but it's it's just on the start of it. The rainbow arches are on the west side. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. You got to get out of Pittsburgh, Nate, bud. They're, they're in the central part. Central to east. Central west. That's where they start, but they arch up through the central east. So when you fished that, like, did you, how did you find a, how did you even pick a spot to start? Like, we just looked at a contour map and just, we just went for it. We went up to the dam. There's a dam, so that's obviously a spot where there should have been fish, but there we couldn't find any. You can't get right to the <laughs> dam there, can you? You could get up to the, to the, yeah, you can. You can get right up to the wall of the dam. Okay. If I, I remember, was thinking it was. I thought it had like a boom, like Kinzu has a has a big boom. You can't get probably yeah. hundred yards from the dam. Yeah. No, I think we were able to get right up close to it. Really interesting lake. It was it was I, I enjoyed it. But I guess they're not gonna have that tournament there anymore, so I'm not sure. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. That's a shame. What, was but, that yeah, a, was a, that a chat? Was that a musky zinc event? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, musky zinc fifty sixty-four or chapter three. Oh wait. Nittany Region Valley three? Musky. Yeah, ones. Nittany Valley. Yeah, I think Matt Dixon put that Matt on. Matt Dixon, yeah. Another, he's a really good guy as well. Yeah. St. Clair, that's, though, we want to we want to go back to St. Clair. Yeah. We have that's some an... uh, unfinished business there. <laughs> and that was only like a seven and a half hour drive. Did you launch out of the U.S. or Canada? Yeah, U.S. We launched yeah. right in uh, downtown uh, Detroit or uh, Clare Shores or okay, St. Clair Shores. St. Clair Shores. Okay. How how far yeah. are you from the Canadian border where you are? So if I go west, uh, Niagara Falls is like just under three hours, and if okay. I go north to the St. Lawrence, it's about the same. So you got some you got some big musky waters, and you know, not yeah. that far. So I mean, no. you don't necessarily have to go all the way over to St. Clair to get the big musky waters from where you are. No, no. St. Clair, my buddy Jesse, he's just always wanted to go there. 
Yeah. So we went. Yeah. He was paying. I'm like, I'm going. <laughs> Absolutely. Year, I mean, that's a bucket. That's a bucket list lake. I mean, I'd. Oh yeah. Next year, the St. Lawrence is on the list. Another cool. bucket. Yeah. Another bucket. I fished there years ago for like bullhead in the back bays. Oh really? From shore and a little dinghy, but I've never we've never I've never fished for musky up there. St. Lawrence is kind of you know the. Yeah, holy grail, holy grail, you know, one of those, one of those places. Oh, yeah, does seem daunting too, just with the constant current, not quite as daunting as like Niagara, but yeah, Niagara is really scary. Yeah, yeah, speaking of, uh, you know, shout out, hopefully, I didn't just spot burn what the St. Lawrence, like, yeah, I know, well, dude, that thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is exactly like yeah. the the idea. That's like saying, "Oh, I went to Canada." Uh, yeah, exactly. or, you know, I went I went to Lake Saint Clair. Okay, well, yeah, exactly. I caught yeah. it. I caught it. I caught a monster in Lake Saint Clair. That is not giving anything away, for God's sake. No, no. If you, if you, Anyways, if, you, if, if, if that'll get deleted, if it's uh, if if that you know, it offends anybody. I, yeah. I sure hope not. No, but I mean, you know, it, I I certainly get I get people not wanting people yeah, to know, the, you know, s- spots. Yeah. But holy right. shit! I mean, to to not be able to to name a watershed, please, especially the St. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like hundred miles enormous. long. Yeah, at least hundred like, miles. That's, that's probably five hundred miles long. And if you drive up, just driving up to the mouth of St. Lawrence and looking out there, you're like, it's pretty daunting, man. It's like, oh, my God. I ain't going out there in my 17-footer. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's a place I've never seen. You know, I've, I I, oh, I yeah. want to get up there and see it because I've never seen it. So I, I, I've i never gotten Come on up, man. We'll make a, we'll make a whole musky hunks freaking camp out, man. Oh, dude, I'd love that, man. That would be freaking awesome. We're going next year. I don't. Well, I got I got some intel from there this year, so I I got some spots where, you know, the current isn't too bad. It's a, you can you know you can pick this area and fish it, and it's not like the giant piece of the river. So hopefully, we can find a few fish there. What time? Uh, what time of year are you guys going up there? We're gonna try and go like late June and then in September. Okay. Uh, when does musky open? Is it June first in New York, June. or is, is it? I know in Chautauqua, but is it different for different bodies of water up there? No, I think it's all June first. Yeah, Tiger musky is open um, like uh, March fifteenth or something. They close March, and then they opens back up. I think it's the first Saturday in May. Okay, so we can still fish for tigers now, but uh, true strains closed. I just did a quick measurement. The St. Lawrence River is only 312 miles long. Oh, oh yeah. 312 miles. Way to, yeah. way to burn wow. that spot, Owen. Wow. Call the fire department. My bad. My bad. <laughs> 312 miles. <laughs> Good luck. Spot on the spot. <laughs> exactly. I still can't believe Ryan Reed t- told people he was going to Canandota and ruined it for everybody. I know the lake has been overrun with with hunks fans that you know that are 
trying to get, get our spots. There's people with binoculars at the boat ramp. I see, <laughs> I see no. And... That's right. That's right. That, that, that Jag doesn't catch fish. Don't look at him. Let's find Nick. I seen him. That's, that's a 20 probably, horse. That's probably why that person drove their Toyota Yaris off the boat ramp. They're trying to find all the muskies. <laughs> trying to find them. The St. Lawrence is also, I, I looked at it on like the Navionics app. Just like I got oh, into yeah. a point where I was just looking at, at, at bodies of water and I was like, oh my God, it just looks crazy on that too. Like, it look, like I can imagine looking at it daunting, like at a surface level, like rolling up to it, but then like the oh, underwater yeah. structure of it looks absolutely bonkers. Yeah, those oh, channel sure. channel cuts through the yeah yeah, yeah we yeah things overlapping each other underwater. It just looks wild. It's insane. Well, some yeah, someday I to hope that. to experience it, but well, yeah, I haven't figured out Lake Nipissing yet, so I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not ready to to, to try no. to figure out something like the the, the Saint Lawrence. I'll leave that. Him. I'll leave that up to the the experts. Well, uh, Matt Grunkle was on your guys' podcast. Yeah, yeah, and he brought up taking trips rather than staying home and like spending all this money being away from people. And it's like, yeah, I I went away for two days. I didn't catch one fish. <laughs> <laughs> what that stings, yeah. Yeah, it stings. absolutely man absolutely and that, that kind of that, that brings you to the question like why do i do that you know if yeah. you if, if you know you can catch them locally and brady was talking yeah. about this on when he was on you know yeah sometimes it's just like don't take that trip you know right save the save the the money save the yeah. pissed off wife Save right. the you know all the things that you can save by not going on that trip and exactly maybe sure. focus around home, man. Maybe I yeah. should maybe I should start taking some advice, huh? I know it's tough. <laughs> you only you only live once, you know what I mean? Right. So who knows what can happen tomorrow? So if I get a, if I get a chance to go to the St. Lawrence, I'm going. That's, that's what, especially if it's only three or four hours from you that's not bad at yeah all. exactly yeah, there's so many from... great even like uh georgian bay is like five hours right from me niagara river ottawa river mm-hmm. like four and a half hours there's plenty of places to go right yeah and that and that's... that side of that side of things is really the untouched kind of yeah waters in a lot of ways where St. Clair is you know talked about it's been on you know YouTube a billion times yeah there aren't those you know the St. Lawrence and those those areas you don't have that type of coverage no. you know you so you're I don't absolutely know, man. right yeah that that whole that whole area up there and really just any of those bodies of water the Georgian Bay is the same thing it's so yeah. daunting so daunting it's like where do you even start? You know, I have a hard time catching muskies in my local lake. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, maybe the Georgian Bay or the St. Lawrence isn't for me yet. You know, but, yeah. but if I'm with now, if I'm with guys that know what, you know, are familiar or have some idea, I mean, I'd love to do that. But yeah. is that something that I'm ready to, to go and try to take on myself? Absolutely not. Right. Exactly. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not that progressed in my in my muskie. No. Yeah, fishing days yet no doubt no. yeah i wouldn't go unless there was a bunch of us going 
And even if uh, it'd be better if you had two boats so you can dissect it a little better. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about that. Yeah. Did you, you guys just went uh, with the guide on St. Clair? Yeah, we went with uh, Mark Kornowski. Okay. Do you think Who's you would take there? a boat to St. Lawrence? Me? Well, or your group. That you're going yeah i think i'm going to take my boat because yeah. i think this the area we're going to focus on i think my boat unless it gets like super nasty windy right i think my boat will be fine in this little in this area yeah but st Clair, i would not take my boat yeah can whip no up way. Quick. we went across the lake to canada and it was like you know 45 40 minute ride it's like we're going <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny, every that lake is so big. Everybody was fishing in the same spot. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. They were before. all in the same area. I was like, "Why aren't we fishing over there?" Nobody knew an Nobody gave me a good answer. Right. I was like, "Okay, whatever. Let's fish here." <laughs> well, that that was the knock. So and so caught a fish here yesterday. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. That was the knock of the COVID year. That you know, all the guides on the U.S. side couldn't get right. across to the spots. You know, couldn't go to Canada. Yeah, the spots are over there. Yeah, that's a that's that whole scenario seems so weird to me. Like they put out all kinds of like stuff because I fish in Lake Erie quite a bit, and uh, they put out a bunch of stuff like you know, don't cross the border out in the middle of the lake. Like it's not like there's buoys marking it or anything. I don't, you know, but they claim they were monitoring it and whatever. Right. Like, the only way you know is when your phone buzzes at you and tells you, welcome to Canada. Well, mine's, You're going to have to pay this much to make a phone call. In Lake like, Erie, there's like the bluffs right there. So as soon as you yeah. drop down off the bluffs, it, it, you get the welcome to Canada message. So it's <laughs> like, what are you... <laughs> I was like, oh, we're in Canada. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. That whole thing was dumb. Yeah, makes yeah. it fun though. I like yeah. going on little, little adventures. Whatever. Oh yeah, we didn't catch a fish, but it was still a good experience. Yeah, learned. A, went out with a good guide, and was that your first time something. taking a, a musky guide? Musk. Yeah, that was my first musky guide. What'd you think of it? You know, was that something you would do again? Or, I mean, well, okay, let me, let me rephrase uh, that. Let me rephrase that. On a body yeah. of water like Saint Clair, you know. Yes. I think it makes sense you'd probably do that again. But do you sure. think would would you if you went to the Georgian Bay or if you went to the St. Lawrence are you going to be looking to hire a guide even for a day just to get an idea? Well, the other great thing about bait building is you meet a lot of good people. And True. I've met a lot of people from all over. Some guys in Georgian Bay were everywhere, pretty much everywhere. So George and Bay, if I would probably try and reach out to some of these people and find out and then go from there, possibly hire a guide. The St. Lawrence, I'm not going to hire a guide because I think I got some good intel already from just networking and being like that. But Lake St. Clair, if I had a big enough boat, I wouldn't get a guide again. Because if you if we went in the summer, I know exactly where we're going. Right. And I know if we go in the winter, like this time of year, the shad all pushing those channels in the canal and like the, you know, close to shore. 
so you could stick around shore and fish in those little the little channel shipping channels and stuff now, do they That's push up keep, into the I detroit river for, yeah i keep wanting sure. to go for the closer there i feel like that would yeah. be cool yeah Me too. i would like to do that too run stupid baits just throw a 12 inch Poseidon all day and slow roll it. Yeah. <laughs> 13 inch grandmas. And... Exactly. <laughs> uh, the I think he's going to be at the New York show it's talking of gigantic, ridiculously big baits, but Leela Lures. Oh, yeah. man. I love right. his videos, man. I love them. Like, like that Very gigantic. Awesome. <laughs> Whatever that sixteen inch or what a gigantic thing, and then he's posting yeah. pictures of people catching on it. It was oh, yeah. awesome. I'm like, <laughs> it, I think he made like a nineteen inch, or yeah, eighteen or nineteen inch. Yeah, I maybe that's 18. yeah. Whatever it was, it was yeah. ginormous. I picked up a twelve at the New York show last year, and it looks yeah, it looks phenomenal. He Greg's a really good dude. He's yeah, he's a craftsman for sure, man. Yeah, and his yeah, paint jobs, nice man. Guy. You know, and I, oh. I say I, I feel like a broken record with paint jobs these days because I feel like oh. everyone is really getting really good at it. You know. Oh and, man, yeah. It really is. It's it's kind of hard to to set yourselves a, apart. Yeah. Uh, no. I know. I'm not. I'm not no. I'm not no Leela Lores or Baker or Baker, Andrews yeah, or like Greg Baker's. Jones. All these guys. This is phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. with the airbrush. Yeah. And again, all all to get chewed up by a stupid fish with a pea brain. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> That's why Suix were so appealing to me. Right. Because the Suix was simple pattern. Simple. They got yeah. one clear, whatever, one clear coat over there. Yeah. My favorite bait of mine, I painted and put like this spray can automotive clear over it. It's missing half its paint. It's my favorite one that I made. Yeah. It's the one I throw all the time. Yeah. It's got chunks of wood missing out of it. That's why I love when Sue posts pictures of the the baits yeah. that are like oh, yeah. people's the lucky polish. baits. No sure. like a couple specks of paint left here and there. Yeah. Like <laughs> But you gotta have if you wanna sell baits, they better look pretty. Right. <laughs> The yeah, best ones are, the prettiest ones are in the net in the net shot. Those are the ones I like, Nate. With, with a but, fish, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It's so much of it is catching the catching the angler, and it's who's oh, yeah. got the prettier paint job, who's got you no know, question shinier this. Uh, yeah, no question. And whatever. Yeah. I wish I could only buy. I wish I could buy baits that already come with teeth marks in it. Exactly. And then, you, and then you feel a little bit better that it's gonna get bit again. Well, that was Matt Grunkle again, who says he gets like people who return the baits and he puts them in his box. Yeah, yeah. they I'm work. Like, yeah, I would do the same thing. Right. <laughs> out of your out of your baits, which which one's like your the the standard or like your your hot the hot bait? Which I one like... should they bud buy? Yeah. That's I, not, like, I wasn't going to just ask that, but that's what I was alluding to. I like the 8-inch. Okay. The that's the two-weight? Two-weight diving rise, yeah. Yeah. I used to make them with the... the on my uh, list here. Put that on your list. <laughs> Santa, if you're listening. <laughs> I used to do them internally weighted. So okay. you didn't have screw-in weights. But then 
once I started doing the screwing weights, I'm like, well, this is, they're just too versatile for me to go back. I mean, the screwing weights make all the sense in the world, really. I mean, yeah. it allows it, the angler to figure it out. But I get, yeah. I get what Nate's saying that, you know, especially yeah. as a beginner, as a beginner, yeah. You look at that and you're like, oh man, that's more more shit for me to worry about, yeah. more shit for me right. to break, you know, yeah. for it to fall off and it's cost me X amount of dollars. Like, just give me you're something right. that freaking put it on, I can pull it and it'll catch me a fish. Exactly. Yeah, it scares a lot of people away. You yeah, but you guys put it in a way. good way. You calmed my fears. Oh, good. <laughs> just no, I just... sure you carry a Phillips head <laughs> screwdriver with you, man. Listen, I got one in the boat box. Stoked. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I guess I bring my little trans- screw gun now. I bring the little yeah. screw gun. I guess that transition. I mean, we we just were always bucktails and spinner baits. I mean, and it's like you you can yeah. just rip them, burn them. I mean, you could do anything. And once you start getting into like a, a bait that requires tuning, right? Or or yeah. there's these technical aspects. I mean, right. if that's all, if all you've ever done is bucktails and and spinners, that's like man, you're asking a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. but, no, it is. but I guess it yeah. does. I mean, yeah. but I just kind of nod to what everybody's says all the time. Like you, you learn those things from fishing with other people and talking with other people. And you're like, Oh, it's really not that bad. You know, like, yeah. Oh, Oh, that's right. all you have to do. Like, but, yeah. But if you're on your own or if you, I mean, me and the net boy, like we just, we don't have that skill set or that experience or exposure. And it's like, Nope. Pass. Yeah. And I could see that. I could see how people see that for sure, especially if you're new to it. You're like, look at this contraption. What the hell am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of you know modification and tuning, do all of your diving rises have that little uh, metal tail on the back? Yeah, there's a metal tail on the back. So I test them all in my pond. So I'll test them in the pond, and I'll leave the tail bent where I like it. Okay. But you can you can fiddle with it once you get it and it doesn't make a ton of it doesn't give you like more depth it'll give you more ass wiggle more than anything okay okay yeah because the, the base have, yeah there's that's such what i bigger, like i like a little bigger wiggle. body and that blunt nose that's all the tail the tail's not going to help you get deeper i like have a good cut. wiggle on a big body yeah exactly me too yeah. Do you cut That's, all the tails out yourself, or is that no, something I, you can get prefab? Yeah, they're prefabbed. Nice. I like when you put, when you held up that first one. I mean, no one else can see it, but it looked like you were holding up a potato that was peeled, and I like this that. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost pierogi season, so yeah. that's where my brain's at. So the this is a six inch, and I've always somebody talked me into making a six inch because I was only making bigger ones, eight inch. And I tried to make a six, but was much thinner. But the thing would just blow out. It would roll over. It couldn't withstand it. So the more, once I kept it similar size to the eight inch, as far as thickness, I was able to keep the same action. You know, some people say it's too wide of a bait. The fish, you know, you might lose some fish here, blah, blah, blah. You just tell them Maybe. that those are those fish are too small. And you don't want to catch them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. It's like I mean, <laughs> it's it's here or there. It's like I want to yeah. be different. I want them to be different. Hmm. To you get the action, one, what's what's your recommendation if someone picks up on your baits? Like, is this a a hard down? 
like jerk or is this more of a sweep like a, a kind of a suic yeah you could do either or but i like to as soon as it hits the water any size unless i'm fishing like over some weeds like if i got a foot between the weeds and the top and the water surface then I'll just give it a I'll give it a pull as soon as it hits the water. But if I'm fishing a little deeper weeds, two to whatever foot, two to two foot and deeper, I like to crank it down. As soon as it hits the water, I'll crank it three times just to pull it under some more. And then I'll start doing whatever you want to do. You could do little pulls, let it rise, or you can do quick pulls just to keep it, you know, to keep it down. But I like to I like to fish them slow, so I'll pull them down, and I'll let them rise up, and then I'll pull them down, and I like to let them rise up. How how deep Same. do you kind of pre- what's your preferred your standard depth? You know what I mean? Like with without messing with it, how deep are we thinking your standard bait eight inch dive and rise gets? <clears throat> if you fish it with just the one in the front. You probably get down six to eight feet. If you do, like I said, crank it down yeah. and then start pulling. Yeah. So huh. typically, like when you're fishing, you're diving like an eight inch diving rise. Where are you? What depth of water are you positioning your boat in? 10 to 12. Yeah. Casting toward the, you know, either onto the weeds or just on the outside edge. Okay. I like to, I'm a shallow guy. I like to fish in the weeds. Yep. I like to be in the junk. Yep. Rip them through. Yeah. Rip them through. Let them rise up yep. in between patches and stuff. Now, are you seeing a lot of uh, strikes on that kind of death pause when it, when it rises? Almost all of my strikes have been on that death pause. This year, it was such a weird weather season that it was, uh, it got so warm so quick. Like the the lake heated up in like, you know, a couple of days once the season opened. Right. So I was fishing it really aggressive because I couldn't I couldn't catch a fish. So I actually put one on and started fishing it, you know, almost like a jerk bait, keeping mm-hmm. it down. And I was getting hits, but I I kept missing them because I wasn't used to fishing it like that. Yeah. You know, I'd be ripping it, and then all of a sudden I'd feel wham, and I'm like, whoa! So I kept doing. I missed like three fish and like. 20 minutes one day. I'm like, Jesus, I suck. See, that's where I don't have, I don't have a lot of comfort or confidence with that type of a bait. Like I have confidence yeah. in jerk baits, you know, like right. a, a hard jerk pause, yeah. but like that kind of finesse suic. I've, I mean, I've never had success with suics, just me personally, yeah. but I've, again, I've never, I've never felt like, Oh man, this is going to catch me a fish and so I've kept, never kept it on. Yeah. So that's something no, I need yeah. to work on. Yeah. Well, you like those top lines. I I love those top lines. But yeah. again, my favorite top line of Adams is the Twitch bait, which oh, I fish oh. I fish almost like uh I fish almost like a, a raptor, like a, a jerk bait. You know, gotcha. real hard and man, I love those things, man. Oh, so the Twitch bait, it's not the uh it's not the dipstick. No, I do have it's I do like have the one with the Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do yeah. have a dipstick, but the sure. one the the twitch bait that has the you know it's got a steeper lip. Yeah, man, it's got this wiggle that just 
I man drives me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> it it really does, man. And it, so I was joking with Adam that I'm gonna I'm gonna clean his his booth out uh, Friday night on New York before it be, oh yeah make sure I get 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 my first pick. And just kidding, we're not allowed to do that, so I won't won't be doing that. But uh, you know. Uh-huh. He's uh, man, yeah. I really do. I really do like his baits. That's for sure. Oh yeah, he's Adam. He's another one of those guys, man. Just awesome. Unbelievable no, bait maker. I wanted to ask: Did you get one of my my bucktails in the uh, yeah. in the raffle? Yes, I you're, did. You're the one that got the sister the bait. One. The flexy yeah, that's, one. That's the sister bait to the to the gigantic fifty three twenty seven point five. That is like Voldemort, like you, Harry Potter. This is wand. a monster killer. Really? You, yeah, absolutely. Was he trolling you, it? Uh, no. Well, he was casting. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's good to know. So, I knew it when I saw when I saw the screenshot of the net picture. I was like, I've seen that bait before, and I told Owen, I was like, Did, was that on the table at the uh, Chautauqua? And he's like, Yeah, it was. I was like, I know that skirt. I'd go dance with that any day. <laughs> yeah so uh so that's that's got a little confidence behind it man very cool no it, it, i liked it as soon as i saw it good i like that flexi wire something different. yeah it's been yeah it's been and it's been successful man i haven't had any problems with it um yeah people have liked it you know it's you know i i haven't had anyone like i haven't had anyone complain about it you know so the uh the lake i fish mostly it's near impossible to catch a fish on a bucktail there. Yeah. Yeah. It, they just won't eat the damn things. I don't know yeah. why. Whatever. Now, have you tried <laughs> different staggers? Have you tried different blade combinations? And People throw, like, that's probably the number one bait that people throw on that lake. Yeah. So, and I never see anybody or hear of anybody catch on them. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's tough. On my lake, bucktails will move a lot of fish, but you know you yeah. don't catch a lot. But again, you know it's it's yeah. pretty much the every lake you go to that's fished for muskies that's going to exactly. get pounded pounded with bucktails. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll is be that... throwing that in the St. Lawrence. Don't you worry. All right. Is that one the? <laughs> uh, is it a trout lake too? The no, one you're talking about no. No, there's okay. no trout. I always wondered if you know if it's a lake that's getting hit with like spinners all the time. Yeah. If maybe that's something that they know spinner to just baits. stay away from blades. Yeah. Spinner baits are pretty popular on this lake. A lot of bath tournaments on this lake. So yeah. I know spinner baits spinner baits definitely work on this lake. So do those bass tournaments always turn up a big muskie or two? Um, I'm sure they do. I don't really converse with those guys too much, but I guarantee they do. I For sure. I'm surprised they're not bitching about it. Oh, a ton of ton of fish get caught like by the kid on a dock with a night crawler and they gullet hook the thing and they're pulling the hook out of its stomach on the dock. I just had a guy in, I just had a guy in my office this week, a father of one of my clients, and he was looking at the the fish I have mounted. And he was telling me a story about his buddy that was at, you know, the lake, a local lake around here. And some kid caught a 54 incher and the guy in the musky boats telling these kids, you can't keep that. You can't keep that. And these kids are like, I'm keeping it. It's, 
you know, it's this big. They, you know, it's these kids that oh, don't yeah. have to. They're just thrilled. They want to take it home and show their dad. And, exactly. You know, so you we, we've all heard that story before. Oh, yeah. You'll have funny. plenty of that around here. My one buddy's a big-time bass fisherman and uh, fishes a lot of tournaments on Chautauqua. And the one time he caught a beautiful muskie and you know, I, I was Im- immediately, you know, harassing him. I was like, come on, thumb it. Be a real, if you're a real bass fisherman, yeah, exactly. you, you should be able to thumb, lip that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, muskie, no joke. You don't want to lip anything of those guys, man. <laughs> no. So as a bait maker, do you have any uh, horror stories for, you know, injuries or anything like that? From making baits? Yeah. No, that's why I use my rasp. Yeah, you use right. a rasp, I guess. No power yeah, tools, not, no power no injuries. Router. There's no See, belt he's a professional. He's no a contractor. Runner. Exactly. It, OSHA rules fly. <laughs> OSHA rules, exactly. <laughs> no, but he's that's t- stuff like, he's uh, tied off in the in the bait lab. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the reasons that I, I stuck with the rasp as well. It's just that it's I won't I won't hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said for that. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. No question. It keeps the dust down. The dust doesn't fly like a router. Right. Router you you'll just dust out the place. Oh yeah. So any how do we find your baits? <clears throat> you know, if anyone wants to to go online and, and check out what you have and you know, we've talked before that when guys go to shows, I'm convinced that they're already they already have a pretty good idea of what they want to buy, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, so sure. we want to part of why, what we want to have in these podcasts leading up to the New York show and musky max is, you mm-hmm. know, an opportunity for, for guys to learn about these bait makers so that they have an idea of what they're going to buy. So they're not going in blind, yeah. you know, like who the hell is Bucko? I've never seen him on in musky hunter magazine. <laughs> like, exactly. you know, <laughs> you get to know these guys that, that, you know, yeah. we're making, we're making baits that are just as good as the musky mayhem stuff. And, and, uh, you know, but we're, we're homemade bait builders. Uh, sure. and it's important to give a little bit of shine to that. So where yeah. can, where can our listeners go to check you out? So I only I pretty much just have them up on Facebook. That's you know, that's how I've been selling most of them through Messenger on Facebook. Okay. There's a Buck Buckos branded baits on Facebook. Um, there are a few YouTube guys who like my stuff and they promote my product. Okay, uh, cool. Who's Glenn, who? Oh, Glenn. Glenn McDonald, the Fifty Four Bust. When I first okay. started making them, I sent him a few. He did some underwater stuff for me, which really helped. I love Glenn's stuff, uh, man. The underwater stuff is awesome. Glenn's awesome. He was one of the first guys to really, really help me out. Did you send him a silver jailbird? Isn't that his color? uh... He likes silver jailbird. Yeah. Yeah. I sent him like a variation on it. Okay. He probably won't use it because it's not silver jailbird. (laughs) Right. Which is fine. He's a a really good dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then there's um, Matt Vavrock fishing. On okay. YouTube, okay. Yeah, I've, I've watched. Uh, I've watched a good bit of his stuff. He's uh, he's good got young some dude. really good footage of my six inch this spring. Uh, two fish he missed on it, but the footage he got was like he's pulling it in front of the boat, super close up, and you just see this muskie's head come out, 
you guys got to check it out. It's awesome footage. But he missed it. He totally missed it. Well, if it, if it was <laughs> an eight inch bait, awesome. would he have gotten it? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I guess they like that small stuff out there. They got shad, you know, shad waters out there. Yeah. Well, that's a, you know, if you were ever to go to Muskie Max, you know, yeah. I always say Muskie Max is, you know, a lot of shad based fishermen. Yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, they stay away from those really, really big baits. You know, yeah. I, you just can't, I can't give away giant bucktails, but, you know, I smaller know. bucktails, you know, you, you definitely can. Same thing with, you know, yeah. the, the small baits just, just kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Last year at New York, I didn't even have a six inch. So I just brought eights, tens, and fourteens. And I think I might have sold like four fourteens. And most of them were eight inch. Yeah. yeah. Wait, oh, and you're suggesting I should not bring that 65 inch bucktail that I'm making? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, for display oh, only. <laughs> that you don't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you bring in mainly up like you bring in mainly eight inches or like a, a or or kind of a little bit of everything yeah it'll be a little bit of everything i'll have more six and eights than everything else but i will i will definitely have a little bit of all of it and my six six and a half inch glider which i haven't even i haven't offered it up to anybody this will be the first place i'm going to have them okay, cool. uh, for sale and i'm only going to have like I'm hoping to have like 20 of those for our listeners out there. Go check it out because, uh, you know, doesn't sound like you're going to have a, a ton of everything. You know, if you, for instance, if you want, I mean, how many flap tails are you going to bring? Um, maybe 20, 25. Yeah. So get there early guys. Yep. I mean, I, I didn't go, I wasn't at the show last year because of work, but right. the year before I was there the first year. What did you think mm-hmm. of it last year? I mean, how, how was it? It was great. I had really low expectations because not many people even knew who I was. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I I was, the first day was gangbusters. Um, and it was like a polar vortex. I think it was like two was degrees really that cold, day. Yeah. It was huh. really cold that day. And then Sunday, was it was a little slow. Oh, but it was good. It was I had a great time. I met a ton of good people. It was awesome. Cool. Well, I'm really yeah. looking forward to to meeting, you know, a lot of these guys that we've met through the podcast, like you and Adam, yeah. uh, you know, up there in New York and kind of chopping it up with you guys. And I don't yeah. know, man, it's it's a different vibe. You know, Musky Max is a vibe. You know, it's, yeah. it's there's a certain whole thing to it. So Yenziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or New York, New York, it's a totally different, you know, group. You get you get a, oh, yeah. some of the same mm-hmm. folks, but you know, for the most yeah. part, it is. It's a different vibe, and I'm really looking forward to that. All you'll you'll uh every everybody there was awesome. Every guy I met was awesome. The best part was hanging out with all the guys, you know, either before on Friday, yeah, or after on Saturday. It was just fun. Cool. I'm really looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I can't wait either. Nate, Nick, do you guys have anything uh anything else you want to talk ask or talk about before we start wrapping things up here? I don't think so. I think there's definitely a, probably an eight inch bucko on my on my New York list. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you you need one of those for sure. 
Absolutely. Not if I don't get to it first. I'll put, I'll put my elbow pads on, Nate. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm little and squirrely. Well, the, the Nate, question is, is is Nick is Nick gonna squirrel. come up Friday night and help set up the booth? Potentially do that. Yeah. You know. Potentially do that. Oh, and you're taking away my competitive advantage here. <laughs> That's what I had. Like I'm already outsized, I'm already outsmarted. Like, don't do this. <laughs> Nate, bud, who, who's winning that Steelers game, bud? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I think, I, uh, sounds that's why, sounds about right. That's why yeah. we haven't heard from Ryan and Donnie. Yeah, <laughs> depression. Listen, exactly. No, the, the refs just screwed them on a on a fourth down. They drew them off sides. They gave the penalty the other way. Sure. I, don't, I don't want to talk. Oh, about, no, I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> are you a are you a Buffalo fan? I'm a Giants fan. Giants fan. Oh, okay. I'm from New York City originally, so I grew okay. up in Brooklyn. Okay. And then ventured out here when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. Huh. So I'm a I'm a city boy through, you know, in heart. So I'm a At Giants least the Giants fan. are doing well this year. Yeah, they're doing great. I can't even watch a game. <laughs> watch a game, I want to throw something at the TV. <laughs> Well, speaking of throwing something at a TV, I look looks like Nate is uh he's, 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 <laughs> yeah. he's a pain face over there. <laughs> I, I feel Nate Blood's pain, man. I feel. <laughs> well, Bucko, I want to just operating. say thank you, man. That this has been a blast. I yeah. really, I hope people yeah. take some time, take your, check your stuff out, and uh, I'm really looking forward to hanging out in New York, man. Yeah, yeah man, I appreciate sure. it, guys. This was a blast. Thank you for coming on. Thanks. Anytime. Thank you, guys. All right, brother. Right, See guys. you guys. See, See you. Guys. I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play. O don't play.